Welcome back, everyone, to the PXP Let's Talk Success podcast. I'm Dre, joined as always by my co-host, Paul. Hello, Dre. How's it going today? Great. How's your day been? <laughs> I actually <laughs> so, don't know this. So I, I feel like I've got the same response every time you <laughs> ask know. me that question. Yeah. Because, you know, the, these days when we're doing the recording is usually after a morning of, of seeing some private clients and doing rehabs. And, mm-hmm. and so it's been a fairly hectic morning. My, my, when I say hectic, and I've said this in, in the past, or when I've used the word hectic in the past, I really mean it's been great. I mean, it's, my brain gets to work. I get to help people achieve some goals. There's been a lot of uh, positive things happening today, especially around the holiday season of, of people have been working towards certain things. There's almost all the stress going on and then <clears throat> getting them to um, have ways to have outlets and helping them uh, adjust and, and figure out things around the holidays. It's really awesome. Yeah. Did you do anything exciting this morning? Uh, yeah. Um, so there was four or five... Uh, individuals or uh, small groups or, or fa- there's a family in the, in here at, uh, at noon today and, and they had, oh yeah. Okay. And, and so we had uh, uh, mom and dad and, and two young boys working out and mm-hmm. one of the wonderful things to do when, when you've got that scenario going, you've got a family working out together where you know everybody's at different places, obviously different ages, different fitness levels. And so as we're going through, I asked the boys about, hey, give me a number, you know, give me a decent number. And so most of the time they they're, they're thinking in terms of like one to 20 and so they get a number 20 whatever and so this morning uh, and we'll give a quick shout out to the the uh, densborn family but enzo um, gives me a number of 109 and his mom and dad both together went no because we we're getting ready to do some push-ups and they got to have 109 as their target and, and of course they achieved achieve that and so it's it's a lot of fun watching all that happen i got you um did you get a new shirt? Is that new? This is my uh, Christmas gift to myself. Nice. Absolutely. There you go. If, um, hopefully we get more viewers on this one because usually we have a lot of listeners and not too many viewers. Um, Paul's got a new shirt on. Everyone. And, and just bring your shades. It might be a little bright. Bring some. <laughs> bring some. I might have to do some video editing on this one. <laughs> so I like it though. Needs a, it's the right color. It's a nice uh, shade of orange. It's the right yeah. color. You got to get um, some bigger arms going. Though. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a good morning. I've been running around. This, this is, for all the listeners, this is the second day in a row that I forgot something, and I hate it because it throws me off. Um, well, when you get to so, a certain age, you know, sometimes yeah, your memory starts to you fade. Think, yeah, you think so. I think so as well <laughs> because it's, uh, I need to get more magnesium. Yeah, you're all the way up to, what, 26 now? So you got to watch yeah. out because that brain, you know, it starts to fade a little bit. You know, so actually last night, it what... I was th- I was laying in bed and I was on TikTok, and so um, I, uh, I was uh, there's this like formula that you can do and it's like if your um, significant other you put in their like birth your how old you are you add zeros their birth year so for you that's like 1950 and then you subtract it from your age. And then you add in something, and there's supposed to be your age and their age at the end, and your uh-huh. perfect match. I think it's a trick, but I, I was like, how old am I? And it was <laughs> it was weird because I was like, yeah, because I got 27 at the when I did the formula, and I just put in a random year, and because um, you know obviously I don't have a significant other, and so I, I it's at 27, and then like. The other one was like 31 or something and i was like i'm not how old am i i was like i'm not 27 and then i, I was like, i think it's counting for next year 
So uh -huh. I thought that was interesting. Uh -huh. <laughs> so if anyone um, wants to do that to see if they're a perfect match, you guys can get on um, TikTok and find it somehow. That, that sounds like an awesome use of your time. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I, I, told, I texted someone last night. I was like, I got to get off TikTok because... <laughs> I spent too much time on this thing. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's get to Cricket's joke. Um, she was very excited about this one, and she, I think she's very proud of it. So we'll go for it. What would you call Santa if he raised, if he raised cattle? I have no idea. A jolly rancher. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, some jolly ranchers do taste good. I, I like the cherry or the strawberry flavor of those, but, you know. Is that your favorite? Mine's the blue, the blue one. Uh-huh. I, so so blue is your flavor? Yes. I thought well, that was a color. Or whatever it is. I don't know if it's blueberry or blue raspberry. That's why I say blue. Okay. So, yeah, but the, also on it, TikTok. It is pick on Dre Day today. That's what we're going to do. That's, pretty that's much, what this is about. It's not supposed to be. But also on TikTok, there's this, there's this kid eating them, like, like putting like you know you you suck on jolly ranchers and it dissolves in your mouth. He was biting and he, as soon as he put them in his mouth, just. Like crunching, uh, breaking his teeth almost. Uh, he's, trying to sharp, he's trying to sharpen his teeth. I guess that's how you do it. So. <laughs> uh, but there you go, Cricket. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> you um, jolly rancher, you. Yep. <laughs> so for everyone that's not watching, um, we have a special guest today. Our second guest on the podcast. Our first female on the podcast. Um, so that's a big honor. Um, she is one of the most consistent people um, that comes to the gym and that I know in general. Um, she's the head coach that I talk about for Our Lady of Mount Carmel, um, cross country and track and field now. Um, and then she's a mother of five, right? Mother of five. Her husband is Gary, G-Unit, as I like to call him. Um, so wonderful report person. Uh, this is Sarah Galvin, everyone. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Um, I'm excited that you're here because I know you're a fan of podcasts, mm -hmm. and I a lot of people know you in the group, but a lot of people don't as well. Especially um, since we have listeners that are across the globe necessarily. Um, so I'd be think I think it'd be cool for everyone to know you and for us to introduce you to everyone. And then this being the so this is going to come out either on christmas or christmas eve i haven't decided yet mm -hmm. um but i thought it would be nice to have you on here to um, share for our christmas um podcast thank you so no problem i'm gonna let everyone i'm gonna let paul take over pretty much from here um paul knows more about sarah than i do um so i'll let you go from here absolutely sarah and welcome um it's been uh how long has it been we've been working together almost three years i think uh, we started coming um January of 2020, yeah. so right before COVID hit. Um, yeah. my, my recollection of meeting you and your family was uh, us walking out, you know, mm -hmm. closing the, closed the gym, had finished classes one evening, and I'm walking out, and you and Gary and the kids are walking. I think you're going to Pacini's we you know, next yeah. door. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Pacini's. You guys yep. do a great job over there. But as, uh, <laughs> as I'm walking out, you know, you guys approached and said, what are you doing there? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you want to know? Mm -hmm. So we started chit-chatting about things, and you know, we just started um, our relationship. Yeah. Not from that point, we're working with your family, and working with you, working with Gary, and so mm -hmm. forth. Tell us a little bit about um, your athletic background. Yeah. Um, I guess I was one of those kids that uh, 
played a lot of different sports growing up. Um, soccer, basketball, cross country, tennis, track. That might have been it. It, it might be easier to ask you what you didn't play. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, middle school, I kind of settled into cross country and basketball and tennis, maybe track as well. Um, I was always, you know, I've actually played softball for a while too. I was just one of those kids that did everything and I was mm -hmm. able to do that because of um, just like grew up in a small town. I'm from Terre Haute, so. Mm -hmm. um, was able no, to north side, that. south side, which, which side of Terre Haute? North, uh, so I went to north, yeah. yeah. Um, and so by the time I got to high school, I ran cross country for a year, played basketball for two and then Played tennis. Um, by the time I was a junior, I just kind of settled into tennis. Uh -huh. As I look back, I do regret that because I obviously wish I would have stuck with running. Um, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't something that I was really driven to do at that time. Um, went to UD, University of Dayton, walked on um, to the tennis program there and just played for a year. And then um, finished out college and um, and then after I, I, you know, kind of became an adult, was just became a recreational runner, and just did that. Yeah. So, so how did that journey into recreational running you know, start, or how did it grow for you? What? Well, um, I was I've, I, I, I've always ran. Um, I would say that I had different times in my life, especially when I was having the kids, where I didn't run as much. Mm -hmm. It was just not something that I was able to do. And then, um, and then at some point, you know, ha you know, having the kids, it became kind of an outlet for me mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, Gary would walk in the door, and I would walk out. <laughs> and I know a lot of moms kind of do that. Yeah, and that, then, that partnership, that relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so, I, I, and then as I got older, I started to take it more seriously. Never trained for anything, didn't do any type of racing, mm -hmm. never looked at running. Actually, Gary did. He would run the mini marathon, like he did all that. And I just, it wasn't really a desire of mine to do that. Mm -hmm. And then um, as I get older, it's just taken a different, I guess, trajectory. Yeah. And how long has it been like that you've been on that trajectory or, or taking it, quote, more seriously you running? Um, I would say about five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I, I got, well, maybe six. Um, Teddy is five, so there was a pregnancy in there <laughs> and, you know, postpartum stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so yeah, I would say about six years. Yeah, awesome. So, um, and so, in that time, you know, what, what events have you done? What's, what's been some exciting uh, markers along the way? Well, I mean, really, the first race I did, I mean, it was, it's all been through, you know, training with you. So the first, I think that was Monumental last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Monumental, I did Monumental Carmel and then Monumental Full, so not many. Yeah. So, you know, if we go back when you and I met, you know, so the three years, so you were on this journey of, of about five years we're talking about, and then we met about your third year in that or three years mm -hmm. ago and then started ramping things up working on some strength stuff mm -hmm. you did two half marathons and then um, got this idea of wanting to boston qualify mm -hmm. and training for a marathon and so forth and and we'll get into that story later on um you know there's some excitement in that story and there's some uh in that story mm -hmm. um, and there's jury messing up in that story and there's some uh 
uh, for our listeners, we'll, we'll get into that story. And, and many, many times you set goals and, and on certain days you're, uh, you surpass it, you meet it, or sometimes you just barely miss it, or we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, that side of it. But it's been fun watching you um, grow in those spaces. If for our, a lot of our listeners, you know, uh, we'll relate to you busy. Mm-hmm. You've got five kids. Mm-hmm. You've got two parents who are working, who have interests that are um, recreational and professional. And then mm-hmm. you've got the work on that relationship and on the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And then your fitness and your health and your uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some, some thoughts that you have that you know, maybe some things that you do that helps you manage all that time or manage your time or fit all those pieces in? Well, I think the first thing for anybody that wants to, uh, thinks they're too busy, I guess, to focus on your own fitness, is you just have to make it a priority. Um, and, you know, obviously I come to the 6 a.m. class when there's not a whole lot going on at 6 a.m. in the morning. Right. So I, you know, I don't work outside the home, so that does give me more flexibility. I realize if I did work, outside the home, it would be hard for me to do everything that I do. So mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that I can do that. Um, so, you know, I think you just have to make make it a priority. Um, there's always things that have to get done around the house or with life or whatever, um, but you just have to make what you are doing for your own health and fitness a priority. Um, and it, it does, it is kind of an energy multiplier. Um, when you find the time to exercise and focus on your health, uh, you don't spend a whole lot of time on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't even have TikTok. Um, I I love, I love that dig you just threw in there. I love that. We're we're going to, we're going to have the theme that they pick on Dre. We'll figure out ways to pick on Dre as we're going through this. So, I mean, it's, it's always, uh, balance is something I think most people struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly something that I struggle with, but um, I like to think that the kids, uh, I like to think that the message that we are sending by prioritizing our own health and fitness is a positive one. And that even though you're busy and you have a lot going on in your life, it's important to make your own health a priority. Yeah. And and you can still be a mom and you can still have a lot of things going on and you can still try and set big goals. Yeah. And that's there's room for all of that. Um, I yeah, think and it's I'd, important to always try and work for something, whatever that is. It right. doesn't have to be athletic. For sure, no, and I think that's important, especially because that's one of my, I don't know, um, pillars that I have is like, a no excuse kind of um, policy is kind of what I go by. And so for our listeners and especially our young listeners, well, I guess all of them, I should say, like I hear all the time, you know, I don't have time um, to get there or, um, and that's, that's my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves that I hate is that I don't have time, which usually comes from adults, usually from kids. It's they want to sleep in. Right. And so, um, you just hit on a big topic for me is that, you know, you, you do always have the time. Like you said, there's not a lot going on at 6 a.m., right? And there's other um, places and businesses that start earlier than we do even. Um, you know, there's different gyms and whatnot that I, 
I get motivation from just driving here because I see parking lots full at, um, when I'm on my way here and I'm usually here at 20 minutes early almost sometimes um, for 6 a.m. and I'm like man someone's people are already working right and so you just said that you prioritize fitness like that and I think it's it's possible because you know even though you don't have a per se job outside of here you know you take care of five kids and that's um, probably like two full-time jobs combined into you know a whole day span in my opinion uh, from just from what I've seen so I think that's a very important lesson for our young listeners especially like you know if you make it a priority you can accomplish what you want to accomplish right so I just wanted to throw that in there but, yeah. I, I think the thing that I, I picked up on what you were just talking about there is the you've got to prioritize yourself so that you can better take care of your family right mm -hmm. I mean if, if you spent all your time taking care of everybody else which you uh, we all do right we, mm -hmm. we all want to help those around us those that we love we want to spend mm -hmm. that time doing it but if we don't carve that time out to really nurture ourselves to you know, fill, feed ourselves to fill ourselves we can't be our best selves for them and that's that's that was my interpretation of what you were talking about yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah the uh and once you've got that i, I love what you said too about the example right i mean i mean we want our kids to do uh, to grow up and being healthy wonderful adults right and so we many times tell them what that should look like mm -hmm. But when we show them, I, th I agree with you. It gets sends a much, so much stronger message mm -hmm. that way. Um, there are, I've, I've, the other side of this, I've heard people go, yes, but I feel guilty because I'm, I feel selfish. I'm taking time away from my family or I feel guilty and they've got other reasons for yeah. that. And so there's not a, I don't think there's a right answer of, of yeah. how that is, but if you can find a way to prioritize yourself uh, many times your energy multiplier what you talked about mm -hmm. gives you more mm -hmm. to be able to have the time the energy to, to mm -hmm. do more for your family I think it's important to recognize that there's always going to be that guilt um, as a parent um, you know if if I have to do a run on a Tuesday or Thursday after the kids come home from school I feel bad about that I feel bad having to leave them um, but it's maybe only once a week and so you just have to, um, you know, there's a, it's never a perfect solution. You just have to try and find what works best and just be okay with it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take this fall. So we're going to get into, you know, some training that you did, some, some big goals that you set, even with all this. So this fall, let's set the stage for what all was going on. Let's not talk about uh, uh, your training for the marathon that you did here in early November, but let's talk about August through that point. What all was going on in your world? Uh, in August? Yeah, August through the, through the, the I'm gonna call it the season. Okay, um, well, August the kids go back to school. So um, I have two girls at Garen, two at Our Lady, and Teddy's in preschool. So August is is busy with you know any parent getting their kids back to school. Um, I, you know, like Dre said, I coach cross country, so kind of ramp, definitely ramping up that schedule. Mm -hmm. We did um, change things a little bit this year where we didn't do as much summer running, which I think actually was a really good thing for the kids. And mm -hmm. um, so, but by August 1st, we were practicing five days a week, I think. Yeah. So trying to kind of balance that schedule with 
um, the girls run cross country at Garen. Um, so with that schedule, uh, so yeah, it was just a busy time. So, so you had, um, let's take it back to July, because you know, July is when we really start all the prep stuff for getting yeah. the kids back at school, right? Yeah. You know, they're, going, you they're going to new schools, they're, yeah. they're getting ready for school, all the things that go into that. Yeah. You've got a, a, a coaching responsibility uh, for a cross country team um, here at our Little Mount Carmel that you're preparing for, you're five days a week of practicing, You've got all the stuff of um, your um, regular busyness throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then you decide you want to train for this marathon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything, uh, uh, yeah, I want to pause just for a second in that, but like, how did you manage all that? Or what was, what was it like? What was a typical week like for you? Well, I mean, the nice thing about coaching cross country is that the schedule is very, um, it's just the same every week. So we, we always run on Saturdays. So the practice schedule during the week is always the same. So, so your meets are always on Saturdays. Meets are always on Saturdays. Um, and so that helps to plan for the planning. And so, you know, it, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Monday we just kind of get started. Practice is always in the evening for cross country. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my days are typically full of just, getting things ready at home for the week. Um, but when August hits, it's a lot of practice planning, mm -hmm. a lot. I spend a lot of time. I don't think people that, people that don't coach don't understand how much time you spend um, on the admin and just practice mm -hmm. planning. So mm -hmm. my, my head is, my, my brain is always on as a coach, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do um, how we're going to try just everything and so um, so yeah I mean obviously things fall through the cracks at home but and, and I feel like as a coach you know I feel like as a coach I spent some time doing that with the individuals but you're coaching a team so you get this big broad range of ability and paces mm -hmm. and newness and likes and uh, bodies who are developing and growing mm -hmm. and so you're trying to get all that that, that, that theme of your coaching details mm -hmm. to apply to how many kids are, are running with you? This year we, we had a smaller number. It was about 50 between 40 and 50. <laughs> I, li I like so. how 50 is a small number. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, was. yeah. <laughs> well, it seemed small, actually. Mm -hmm. It really did seem small. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, early morning, getting everybody ready. You know, during the day, you've got some planning. You've got some other things going on. You're multitasking that. Mm -hmm. uh, kids get home from school. It's time to practice. Mm -hmm. You get home, you have dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, someplace in there, you're working out your training mm -hmm. and then homework and help with the kids and prepare for the next day and hit repeat Hit repeat, repeat. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah repeat. and so you know that's you know it's a not everybody can do that right not everybody can be that busy and still train for an event especially not a marathon event and so you know you you hit two things i want to talk about on the training you you mentioned that during the summer you didn't do as much running you back down and and you know i'm a low mileage guy mm -hmm. yeah and in terms of I, i'm not a, a believer i'm not a buyer that you've got to have all this big volume of running mm -hmm. to be good at things mm -hmm. you know there are individuals who think you've got to run you know 40 50 60 miles to run a good 5k race mm -hmm. and then it would become you know larger the longer your, your space goes and mm -hmm. so you know there's a a bunch of people who've been successful running 100 mile weeks to run a marathon 
I'm just not one of those guys. And so mm -hmm. um, I like what you were talking about there with, with your team, especially developing bodies and mm -hmm. growing that that volume is helping mm -hmm. them not mm -hmm. get injured and to continue lacking the sport and not be driven into the ground, that sort of thing. Right. That doesn't mean they're not working hard. That doesn't mean they're not successful. I mean, your team, uh, what'd, you, what'd your team do this year? Our Kennedy girls won. Um, what won what? It was our city championship. <laughs> right. Yeah. What what won several meets along yeah. the way, and then yeah. at I the mean, end you've got the city championships, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, our cadet boys came in second, a very close second. Yeah. How have so, they done over the last couple of years? Well, um, this year we brought home two trophies. The last three years, two two years before we brought home three. Right. So. So your really your teams are always team. your your teams are always in that top one or two spot, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got some some of your younger kids as they're going may not get the um, the championships, but as you develop them from their fifth, sixth, seventh, you know that's usually when you've got them trained where they need to be, and then right. they end up winning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. Uh, again, that's that adds kudos to how you're coaching and what you're doing uh, with them and, and building all those pieces. Thank you. It's also in the genes, though, right? She's got. <laughs> Her kids run for the team as well, and they are some of the fastest kids on the team. Well, one of them is one of the fastest kids now that I help out with. So yeah. it's definitely in the DNA. Yep. And, and again, that, that, that goes back to the DNA. It may go back to the, the mental aspect of you know how to approach things because you know, you're um, competitive, but at the same time, I'll call it nice. You know, Just because being competitive, there's some people who are competitive and they've got this little eh, anger to them. I mean, you can be competitive and, and nice at the same time and mm -hmm. uh, uh, get those pieces. You lead by example on it. I'm, I'm sure your kids follow along in that also. What have you seen in, in your kids uh, grow? What are what's some some proud moments? Be a, a brag on your kids a little oh, bit about wow. what they're doing. Um, well, I mean, I guess I'll start with Tim since you brought him up. I mean, he's had a lot of success um, in cross country. Um, but, you know, I think uh, for him, I guess, just starting with him, I think that you know, one of the things that we do at Our Lady is we we highlight a virtue um, every week. And I always tell the kids, I, I feel like one of the, the most important virtues to really live is humility um, as an athlete. And I think really the best athletes are humble. Um, and, and Timmy's very humble. Mm -hmm. um, he's a very humble athlete. He's a very, he has a lot of God-given athletic ability. Um, and he's very humble. So I, uh, he works hard and he wants to be a good teammate. And so I think those are important qualities to have. And we'll see what happens as he gets older. Um, and it's been fun to watch him grow. And he does more than running. Yeah, he, he, he plays just about everything, you know, basketball, lacrosse, football. Um, he'll run track. Never really got into baseball. He did for a little bit in um, soccer. So, but yeah, he's... He likes and and uh, Gary and I f feel very strongly in that they, our, our kids should be able to participate in lots of different sports and not specialize. You know, that's probably a topic for another day, but you, we want to encourage that. Yeah. I, I want to give you a standing ovation right <laughs> now with that uh, cross training, if you will, of mm -hmm. uh, a lot of experiences as they're growing up and not mm -hmm. isolating yeah. those pieces. Yeah. And then you've got he's got two older the sisters. Girls, yeah. So the girls are at Garen. Um, Cross country and lacrosse are their sports. So those of you that don't know, Gary coaches the girls team at Garen. And so lacrosse is a big part of our family life. 
Um, he started the program at Our Lady and um, has really grown a pretty amazing program. Um, the Garen girls won the state championship last year, and so he was a part of that. Um, Sophia, my oldest, is a sophomore. She was on the varsity team last year and was um, one of the few freshmen to make varsity. So uh, a learning experience surrounded by some great teammates. Um, and just to be able to be a part of that ride was was pretty special. And um, she uh, works really hard at lacrosse and is very driven um, in that sport. So um, Isabella uh, is a freshman. She um, really had a great, you know, uh, Dre coached her for a couple of years. And mm -hmm. so we worked with her at Our Lady for, it seemed like for a while for her to just kind of figure out for, for the for the I, I like to say like for the flip for the switch to flip mm -hmm. and it happened for her this year yeah. and that was really exciting to watch um, for for a kid to realize they have ability and potential is a really fun thing and so she is driven in a new way because she sees that in herself yeah. um, and we'll see what happens with lacrosse this spring and mm -hmm. she wants to run into her track so Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And so now let's. I want to. I want to shift gears. We've talked about um, your coaching philosophy with uh, and, and your successes there. We've talked about your family coming up. Now we're going to get into your marathon training. And so I'm going to. I'm going to jump and give away the uh, uh, what happened at the end. Do you want to tell this story of, of how your race day went? What? I really want to hear your your oh, version of how. The, yeah. <laughs> so the the the, <laughs> the marathon. This is where we find out that Dre messed up. Just so everyone knows, oh, I, didn't, find I didn't realize you messed up. So the um, her, your your goal was Monument or Marathon. Your goal was to Boston qualify. Your training's going great. <clears throat> What's the day like uh, down at Monument? What's the weather like? What's the well, environment? It's, it's, it's warm and windy, warm and windy um, with some rain, which wasn't really a big deal, but it was just a really windy day. Yeah, and then how how did your race unfold? Um, well, it. Um, it went fine until mile 25 and then it didn't go quite so fine so it was for those of you that don't know the monumental course um, when you run south the wind was coming out of the south so um, running south the wind was at my back kind of a little bit i mean not the whole time but but um, definitely running against it coming back north and especially in those last couple miles so it was um, just more of a physical and mental challenge. Um, I think because of the wind, I mean, not that it wouldn't have been if it wasn't there, but um, you know, it was just a tough day for everybody. Yeah. And so, I mean, your, your goal was the Boston qualify. And then uh, where'd your time finish relative to your Boston qualification time? It was four seconds short. Yeah, four seconds. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that's a, that's a huge disappointment. If you're off by like four minutes, you can go, well, I was off by four minutes, but four mm -hmm. seconds, does that still, do you still wake up, you know, thinking about that or it how have burns. you adjusted with that? Yeah. It still burns. I have not been able to go back and look at my splits yet. Yeah. I did right after the race. I will do that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard, right? Being that close, mm -hmm. but still not achieving. Now we all know your fitness and your athletic ability isn't defined by those four seconds, mm -hmm. right? But it's still not the same as if you'd run four seconds faster of the mm -hmm. um, more positive perception that you would have of yourself mm -hmm. on those pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, if you had to go back and 
tell yourself something before the race. You know what was going to happen, and you had to change your mindset or or give yourself a, a a strategy of something to do to make sure you were that four seconds faster or even more. What would you tell yourself? Um, wow. Um, I think just one, I, I should have been more aware of where I was at. So I should, I shouldn't have just kind of coasted on thinking I was okay. I should have been more aware. Um, and probably picked up my pace a little bit early on yeah. in the middle of the race. Yeah, um, and, and all of your training, I mean, just for everybody to know, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna brag on you a little bit, but in your training, I mean, you were not even close to your uh, paces to Boston Qualify, meaning that you were so much faster than what you really needed to be uh, averaging on race day. Mm -hmm. And so as you got into this and, and you were looking at pace groups and that sort of thing, uh, I'm not sure the pace group was where they needed to be. And so you were using that as a, a guide and you're ahead of the pace group and yet the pace group that you were following wasn't there mm -hmm. okay so you know that was part of our strategy and mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know it's unfortunate that mm -hmm. that that wasn't there mm -hmm. um, but let's, let's talk about your training to get there I mean in, in my mind we're an unofficial Boston qualifier because mm -hmm. in your training you know we know what you are going into that one day where you get to go perform and you either hit it or you don't it's the training where we really know whether you're at there or not. And, and you were um, many times 20, 25 seconds faster per mile than what you needed to average to get there. Mm -hmm. on, even on your long runs, on your short runs, we know that you've got that in you. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about your training. What was, what was your training like? I mean, so busyness, mm -hmm. you're, you're um, a couple days a week running with your cross country team or doing some short, um, runs with them but what was your training like what did, what did that feel like well I mean my uh, so I would run with the team twice a week and then I would really train on my own twice a week so one workout a week and then one long run on I, I, I did mostly did my long runs on Friday because of my schedule so you're telling me that you trained for this marathon of really only doing two workouts and a couple of I'm gonna call them jogs with mm -hmm. your team Mm -hmm. And you were pacing and running for those distances and going to be a Boston qualifier? Yeah. Kind of hard to believe, but it worked <laughs> out that way. It does work that way, folks. Yep. It, you know, it, for those of you that um, are wanting to do a marathon, if you go you know, online and look at things, you're going to see some things that don't match up with what we're talking about. High mileage, high volume. You've got to get in things in, in you know, they've got terms like junk miles and you know, all this other stuff, getting volume in and resiliency and get your body into this place so it doesn't break down and all this other language. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a buyer. I'm not, it's, I've, I've seen it in, in my coaching. You're a great example of that, that, you know, two to three days where you've got four, but, you know, two of those with your team, mm -hmm. you know, what, what were the 30, 40 minutes at no most? No longer than that, yeah. Yeah, 30 minutes, you know. 20, 30 minute jogs at different points with that. And then you've got a, uh, some speed work or some tempo work and then, the, then your long run uh, on the weekend, mm -hmm. right? Um, around your team doing its thing, around other pieces and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, so it is definitely possible, right? Yeah. 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 How'd your body feel though? I mean, some people would argue with me on this and go, mm -hmm. yes, but on race day or in the training, something's going to break down because they don't have a certain resiliency. How, yeah. How's your body felt? 
it felt good. I mean, like Dre said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of, I'm definitely a student of the sport. So, you know, a lot of what you read out there and what you hear is high mileage training for marathon training. Um, I would venture to say most probably pro marathoners are doing incredibly high mileage. Yeah. So that's kind of what you see and what you hear. And, um, you know, you read about all this marathon fatigue and just kind of how that's supposed to uh, be a part of training. And I didn't have that. I mean, my legs were tired mm -hmm. um, just from the workouts and the long runs and stuff. But, I mean, there's obviously going to be, that's going to happen, you know. Um, but definitely did not have that marathon fatigue at all. Right. Uh, there's a commercial that you just reminded me of that, you know, the, you, you bought this treadmill to train for your first marathon. And now that your marathon's over, it becomes a coat rack, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're you're tired of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see, uh, that marathon fatigue, that's what it mm -hmm. reminds me of. You get into it and you persevere, you do it once and you're like, mm -hmm. I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I there's, and, and I think there's probably very few people that could do that type of training and come out the other end without a few scars. Yeah, injuries, sorenesses, breaking down, the mental side mm -hmm. of just the, perseverance and mm -hmm. the, the emotional drain that that mm -hmm. takes, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, that would be hard by itself. Mm -hmm. If you're a professional athlete, right. if that's your job to be able to put that mile in right. where you don't have the other right. pieces going on. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, I don't know how to really communicate that piece to people mm -hmm. uh, because there's so many things out there that, that talk about how you've got to do the high value. You've got to get this mental fatigue. You've got to have this marathon fatigue. And then, us mortals, mm -hmm. people who have real lives, mm -hmm. um, we can't do that and, and sustain it and, and make it more than a year or two years at most of, of this. And then also now we lose our fitness, we lose our drive, we lose our goal, and then we don't feel good about ourselves anymore. Well, and I think, I think it's possible to be able to train that way and do it and you know do well. I mean, obviously it happens, mm -hmm. but it's your full-time job. Like you can't have, I mean, it would be hard for regular people to be able to do all the recovery that would be needed and fueling that would be needed and everything that would go into that to do it well, unless it's your full-time job. Yeah. And for most, most people, it's, it's just a hobby. Yeah. And so, and then if you can't do all the extras, then you just, you're just, it's just a, uh, you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to end up getting injured. Yeah, you don't have time to recover. You're doing another workout on tired legs. Mm -hmm. They're going to break down. Your form mm -hmm. you know, falls apart. You get this divergence of mm -hmm. fitness. You get this mm -hmm. divergence of, of mental mm -hmm. um, acuity or mental uh, freshness. Mm -hmm. And it just tears people down. Mm -hmm. And that's if, if we can, you know, this example, mm -hmm. uh, it, it really comes to the, the a crux of, of our philosophy here at PXP mm -hmm. Endurance, right, of, of how to train because you got to fit all this stuff into life. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, why are we doing it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's not uh, most of our full, it's my full-time job, but it, mm -hmm. it, not the training, not the events, helping people uh, achieve those goals, mm -hmm. uh, be able to fit those pieces in. Right, you have to fit your training into your life. Yeah. You don't work your life around your training. <laughs> Adult, it, for, for most of us, you know? So you if, if, you, if you're running 100 mile weeks, you're, you're working your life around your training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds so simple. Mm -hmm. Sounds so simple, but that's not what most people are telling us, is it? Right, right. Um, you know, we were talking earlier um, about 
what we do differently here, right? Well, that's an example. You know, if, if you know, we do rehab here, and so there's other people who do rehab. We do strength training here, there's other people who do strength training. We do coaching here, there's other people who do coaching. This is a gym space, there's other gyms. And so when, when people come in and, and or are looking for the outside, they, they many times lump me, lump us, lump PXP endurance into what they've seen in other places. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I do rehab. There's a lot of same words that we use. Yes, we do coaching, a lot of same um, scenarios going involved, strength training, that kind of stuff. But it happens differently. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to experience it. You've been in the classes you now for a couple of years. You've, you've been through the coaching. You've got to kind of see others and, and yourself. It, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have a difficult time trying to tell people what the real difference is. Or, or it's, we do it differently. We do mm -hmm. similar things, but we do it differently. Mm -hmm. um, what have you seen? Or what, what are some insights, um, some thoughts that you have of what is different of how, how we do things? Well, I think like w with anything in life, um, it helps to be able to look at something in a kind of creative, objective way. And, I, and you do that. And so it's easy to go to like any of the gyms that Dre passes on the way to class mm -hmm. and, and have a system that's probably been handed down from people that aren't at that gym. And then just go through the system, but it's just one piece of the pie. And so that system might work but it's not, it doesn't look at the whole picture, it's just one part of it. And so here, everything is connected um, with, the, with the strength training and then with the coaching and then just with the philosophy, it's just kind of one, it just kind of, it just fits together. Um, and, and I, it's just how I think about things, um, how I approach, it's like, I, it's how I wanna approach my own team um, and not look at things in a compartmentalized way. Um, and and it, there's building blocks. So you can't, and, well, and, and another thing too, is you're very patient. And I've learned as an athlete, you have to be patient. I, we live in a culture where we want instant gratification. We wanna come in and, oh, you can, you're, you're gonna, if I go to this class for six weeks, this is gonna happen, great, sign me up. Well, that's not real. It's not going to happen that way. So it's great marketing. It's great marketing, and but it doesn't. That's just not how it works. So you have to be able to look at things, and you know, you you can have short-term goals. That's great, but you really have to be patient and just put in the time and be consistent, and then you're you're going to start to see results. Yeah. I, I like how you phrase some of this. I'm going to steal some of those little segments out of there because one of the things I do struggle with is you know, somebody puts me on the spot and says, well, what's different? You know, my, my go-to answer is that, well, I'm going to look at everything that you're doing and we got to figure out how you're going to accomplish these goals because you're an individual. And you know, our tagline of your goals, your success is not an accident. What, what do you want to accomplish? Let's go do those things. And so that's the that's the challenge that we have of, of communicating those pieces. Mm -hmm. So I'm very proud of what you've accomplished. I mean, it's you know, as a coach watching you do, um, watching you as an athlete do these pieces. Um, I know in the stuff that I'm asking you to do in your training, that's not easy. And then I see you in class, and I know what I do you, to you in class, mm -hmm. and I know that's not easy. Mm -hmm. And then I watch what you do with your family, and I watch what they're doing, 
you guys, you uh, have done some great things, putting all this stuff together and then all the accolades, all the successes of, we're gonna take the four seconds away, we're mm -hmm. gonna call you Boston Qualifier, um, but training for the marathon. The, the other trainings, the, the kids' accomplishments, your team's accomplishments, mm -hmm. the, the family dynamics. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And as she's, she's sitting, for those of you not watching, she's sitting here humbled and I'm watching her face turn rosy and so forth. She's, she's not one that likes to be bragged on and so forth, and I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> well, and I think so, just from listening as a listener right now, I think she answered the question twice, really, because before you asked her that, you know, I think she hinted on something that we haven't necessarily brought up before, which is continuing to stay motivated even after a marathon through, you know, I'm, I'm going to say vigorous training, even though it's not as much as like other people are doing. Oh, she's, she, it's, the training is vigorous. It's just not the same volume. Right, right. That's why yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so like she didn't have, you know, 70 mile weeks, but then, um, my heart just stopped <laughs> 70 mile. What? Yeah. So, um, and so that's just what I was, um, I heard her answer was that like, she uh, or and even you said like she's continued to stay motivated even after that um, training for the marathon um, which a lot of people you know like you said um, some people lose motivation after their training or after they've done a marathon or after they've done a race you know they're like okay I'm never doing that again is what you said mm -hmm. um, and I was like you know that's crazy because that's true when we do your your training that you put us through is that we um, you know in my races and and some I have those moments during the race where I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> it's uh, but then immediately after the race it's like you know I'm signing up for the next race and so that's just what I picked up on was that you know, we continue to stay motivated as athletes through the training here. Um, and she's already like her and I have an agreement already. And this was like, I don't know, a week or two after the marathon um, that we have an agreement for Carmel coming up that I'm going to do something for her. I'm not going to run the marathon. No, so say, what, what, <laughs> what do I need to be prepared yeah, for? Here? I'm not going to run a marathon, <laughs> but she, but you know, just a week or two afterwards, like she brought up to me doing something that would help her because she's going to go for um, actually qualifying for Boston again. And she's going to knock that out of yeah, the park. Yeah, she is for sure. And I, I obviously, obviously said yes, like I'll do whatever I need to to mm -hmm. help you. Um, but I just thought that was a big part of what you do here and what we do here is that like even your training allows us to stay motivated as opposed to um, giving up really. Because mm -hmm. like, you know, we've discussed it a little bit before, like I've, failed on my biggest goal five times now right and then she just missed by four seconds so that's like crushing um in both cases but like we've continued to stay motivated to go after it and so that i think that was huge mm -hmm. um from what she said and then from what you said yeah so. yeah you use the word fail right there um and and you know, on yours i'm gonna you know, mm -hmm. keep this talking about sarah on this yes. sarah sarah didn't fail no, by, yeah. by being four seconds off boss qualification mm -hmm. time this was still a, a PR on your marathon. You, you'd run one previous marathon? Uh, yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. And, and you know, so this was a, a really big improvement, a great performance, if nothing else, setting a baseline. And, and your baseline on this, you're four seconds off of Boston qualification time. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah, which is awesome, for sure. Thank you. 
Cool. Um, anything you want to say about yourself or the training or anything else here before I go into our fun stuff? Well, I mean, I guess I could just kind of close um, just for people out there who are listening who are maybe not a part of PXP. Um, it really has been just being a part of this group, I mean, life-changing for me and my family um, in many ways. And it's hard for me to think about, like when you do something significant in your life, it's hard to think about what life was like before. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't remember what I didn't know before because I've learned so much in the last three years. And so um, I'm just such a smarter athlete and hopefully that helps me um, with coaching and obviously with the kids and um, for my own training. So, I mean, and that's really all, I mean, that has to do with walking in this front door and just being a part of this program, training with you, I've learned so much. Um, The classes are, I mean, I'm always asking people and encouraging people to come because it, you don't have to train for a marathon Mm-mm. to be at these classes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to even be training um, for anything. It's so, if you can come in here and be consistent and come to these classes, everybody benefits. It's just a matter of getting out the door and making the commitment. And it, it is so worth it, especially, you know, I'm 46, so, you know, for women my age to be able to come in, walk in this door, look at these weights and not be afraid and intimidated. I mean, it's just so important. I think so many women, especially, get to a point where they think I'm too old, I can't do this, or I'm not athletic. Like I, I can just only do this. And they don't see themselves as being capable of doing that. And um, I guess I just want to encourage if, if you're if you don't feel like this you belong in here I mean there's a everybody can benefit yeah. for sure there's a you've thank you those are some awesome words and then that's um, very heartwarming to, to hear those pieces um, your comments remind me as you're talking I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of different people go through and there's probably four or five examples I can think of right now of people walked in the door because they were sore or something else was happening. So I met them as a rehab person. They started talking about the strengthening. We get them in a strength class. I'm not gonna, there's weights in here. You're not picking up a weight until you can move your body. You're, we're, that's not even a, a consideration. You're gonna uh, learn in a great form. You're gonna learn the technique so we don't get hurt and we can come back from these things. And most of these individuals that I'm thinking about right now, they came in like that and then they're running a half marathon or they're running a 10K or they're looking at these things. And, and it starts out by, I don't hurt anymore. Do you think I can? And it's, yeah, I don't know. Let's find out. Let's try. And then we do that training and great things happen. Mm -hmm. And um, you're right. Like you don't know who you're going to run into here. So when we started, I I feel to mention um, just as you were getting into your story on how you met Sarah, I feel to mention how I met Sarah and Gary. They were I think they were the first people that I met when on my first strength class as well because we Gary was with you when um, we you started up the 6 a.m. classes mm-hmm. and so that was life-changing for me just like you said because I never I never wanted to coach and I never you know asked or expected to coach anybody I was just here to do my triathlon stuff with him mm-hmm. um, and then now 
you know, I know you and your family um, and then all the other families that I'm involved with now from here, so which is pretty awesome. And so I'll go ahead and segue to our shout out segment because I'm going to shout out your family um, here and your kids. So like you see you know, Timmy with the humbleness and confidence, right? Like, that's just what I think of when I hear, when I think about Timmy is just like, he's, um, he won one of our uh, Pillar of the Week awards, right? And I said, you know, if Timmy doesn't tell me thank you four times after practice, <laughs> like, like something's probably wrong. Um, and so that just speaks on, you know, you and Gary, um, just through him, you know, like you said, he's very humble. Um, and then, a tremendous athlete and so I think that carries over into that and then you think about Isabella you know Isabella has that um, fire and desire and it was fun to see that flip um, switch flip um, mm-hmm. for her and then you know she has that athleticism that you have and like I mean she's just incredibly fast in my opinion mm-hmm. and so for her to see that potential in herself now mm-hmm. you know that's awesome um, just because like when I watch you run and I watch her run it's very similar um, and I think it's really cool because I, I, well, one, I just think you guys look good when you run like stride wise and everything like that. Um, it just looks fast and it looks good. So I'm excited for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Sophia that has, you know, the ability to learn so fast, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, just working with her like once um, she, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she just learns and pays attention so well, and then she can figure it out from there, you know, and that just speaks to you know, you, once again, I just think of you every time I think of your kids. And then you have Miriam. Miriam is one of my favorite runners. Miriam's her, how old is she? Nine. nine. Okay. Yeah. Nine year old. And she's, she's got that desire and speed too, to her that I can't wait to see, um, in the future work as well. So I, I love Miriam. I say everyone should look like Miriam when they run. Um, she does average. have good form mm-hmm. yeah, for so, a nine-year-old. I yeah. mean, I hope it stays that way, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I th- Yeah, we'll I see. think it will. So you have Miriam, and then you have Teddy, who's – Teddy's strong. Teddy's the wild now, card. We'll now five-year-older. <laughs> He's five, yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah, five, yeah. Yeah, so I love it. So I just wanted to shout out all the Galvins and then Gary, you. you know, um, coming in here. I love seeing Gary every day. Gary, I think – I got the compliment from someone that I always seem chipper in the morning, um, which is crazy to me. Um, but Gary was definitely always chipper in the morning when he came in <coughs> here. Um, and then, like you said, you know, starting all the programs that he started yeah. and whatnot. Um, so I just wanted to shout out the Galvins um, as an entirety. Nice yeah. And then you want to shout out Pat? I've got a couple of shout outs. One is a Pat Clay, uh, Clayball, um, uh, 70.3, was a rookie a couple weeks ago and ran a 530. Uh, going into that environment with what he's had to do, he's he's changed jobs, uh, changed location. He's now in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, he was here for a, a few months and then uh, uh, family moved to Idaho, new job. And then he's doing a 70.3 all the way across the country in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, transporting his bike, trying to figure these things out. And, and then he was able to uh, perform very well. Did so he, congrats, Pat. Did he drive or fly? I'm just curious. I'm pretty sure he flew. Okay, I need to ask him about <laughs> transferring the bike. So he, he used bike transport. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Try bike transport. Cool. And then... And then uh, I'd also like the, the classes. Right now we're in a, you know, the last couple of weeks of the... Uh, I almost said semester. Last couple of weeks of the year here, we're doing a lot of uh, hypertrophy, uh, muscle build, that kind of stuff. And uh, holiday season's always stressful. We're turning up the wick or turning up the volume, turning up the intensity in classes. And everybody in the classes, you're doing a great job. 
Yeah, for sure. And then I'm going to shout out real quick the Lyons family. Um, the, so you just saw Ansley and her sister last mm-hmm. night. Um, they've been working hard, especially, I mean, that whole group of young girls. It's crazy because, you know, in our strength classes, people are scared to do pull-ups, like any form of pull-ups. And they they keep asking me if we're going to do pull-ups every yes. single class. Yes. And I'm like, yes. and I can't say no to them. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Give um, it to them. Yeah, so shout-out to them and the Nortons, like you said earlier, um, before we started the podcast. Um, shout-out to the Nortons for being consistent. Yep, and for sure. Um, to Odessa for continuing to kill it out there in tennis and then for john to continuing get stronger and he's they've been asking about track mm-hmm. um especially when we had uh i think i had leo timmy here mm-hmm. and someone else and we were talking about track and they were all excited for that so i'm excited mm-hmm. for track coming up and then you want to shout out the entire 6 p.m class yeah just mm-hmm. um it's you know, you're the kids that keep coming you know yeah. getting in the work in the off season when they don't have to right so it um it says a lot at their age that they have that commitment yeah absolutely for sure and then, so everyone that has listened to the podcast already she's the one that i got the shout out segment from right so sarah is the one that started that and then once we started doing it on the podcast i let her know um that she gets credit for all that so that's for everyone. Um, that's it for the shout out segment. And then I want to go into our fun question segment. And so get I, ready, Sarah. These, these yeah. are interesting. Yeah. So this, I want to do trivia today, um, a Christmas trivia for you guys. And so you guys are going to oh, see boy. who can answer first. Um, <laughs> it's a, and so I just looked these up for Christmas. Um, what words follow silent night in the song? Holy night. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got that. Okay. One point. So, next question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not very good at trivia, so. Which Let's country see. did eggnog come from? Eggnog. Don't cheat. Iceland. Nope. You're, um, you're somewhat close. It's not too far over. Uh, it's across the pond. It's across the pond? Mm-hmm. Germany? Um, it's not very nope. close to Iceland. But. Close. Um, ooh, did they, they almost qualified for the final in the World Cup. If anyone's been paying attention. Not so much. David Beckham is from here. You guys know England. David. Yep, Great there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yep, England, right. one point. Really? Oh, it's tied up. Oh, oh. Nice. Uh-oh. All right, which real-life person is Saint is Santa Claus based on? I'm Saint Nick. Yep. Yeah. She got it. She t- Sarah takes the lead. Uh-huh. You're going to come back here? What do you do under the mistletoe? Yes. Oh, he, uh-oh, so it's for all <laughs> the marbles. All the marbles. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? Okay. It may have already been said. Denmark? Nope. Germany. Yep. Germany. Okay, Paul okay. Right. There we go, everyone. <laughs> so if you guys didn't know that, there's some Christmas knowledge for you for this dropped Christmas. Dropped it. We just dropped that knowledge. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So I, already, I knew all the answers, so that's why I didn't uh-huh. participate. Yeah. You, you, wrote, <laughs> you wrote them down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So... All right, we'll go ahead and get into our conclusion then. Um, New Year's resolution. Uh, New Year's is obviously coming up. That'll be the next podcast after this one. What do you have to say to those people? So um, New Year's resolutions for, for me, I don't really do resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, from, from my vantage point, from my personal philosophy, um, resolutions seem to be a thing that, hey, I want to change something. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the, the New Year's time isn't that, place for me if i if something needs to be tweaked in 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 my world then i 
tweak it, right? If, yeah. if I need to be more fit, if I need to do something different, if we need to have a different priority, those are things that go on. And I, I like being consistent in, in how I apply that thing to our world. Mm -hmm. Some people, however, they, they get through the holidays and they want to start something. And sometimes those things get exciting for about two weeks yeah. and then they level off. You know, we, we've heard from Sarah today that the consistency and the, the, the quick fixes, those things don't last. They're not sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got those thoughts, if you've got those um, aspirations of wanting to become more fit, uh, accomplish a goal, or maybe you think that you can't because you're of a certain age or intimidated, uh, those individuals I'd really like to have a conversation with. And, and it's, uh, I hope people know that it's, it's, it won't ever be a threatening environment. It'll be a, um, a comfortable conversation because I'm going to ask you questions like, what do you want to do? And I'm going to ask you questions like, where do you want to go? What do you want that to look like? And, and everybody's going to give me their safe goals. They're going to tell me things that they think they can already accomplish. And those of you that have, have worked with me before you've heard this conversation, I'm going to push back on some of those and be like, what, what's the scary goal? What's, what's the scary goal? What would you really like to accomplish? And I'm going to help you accomplish those. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, so the, for those of you out there that have New Year's resolutions or, or go through that process and, and they haven't worked for you, um, risk. Try something different. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And then um, from there, thank you to everyone once again that's left a review so far. I don't think we have any new, well, I know we don't have any new ones from what I've seen. Um, we still have our sale going on. Yep. So Last you, minute Christmas ideas. Yeah, so this will come out on Christmas. But if you didn't give them something that they didn't like, then you should come in and spend <laughs> money here and you get a discount. So you get 35% off t-shirts, pullovers, and sweatshirts and 15% off triathlon and cycling clothing. And just coming from me, like I need new cycling shorts or triathlon shorts, I guess I should call them. So, so our listeners should come yeah. get something for you. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, that too, actually. Um, if you want to spend, if you want to get a Christmas gift for me, yeah, I need some new triathlon shorts um, to wear to the pool. Um, <laughs> so come in and get your discount on that stuff, everyone. And, and if you're not sure what his size is, just buy the smallest pair. No, don't buy the smallest. <laughs> There's a very small pair over there. I like, I they they're for Miriam for sure. There, there's like, some kid sizes over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, has anybody gotten a bingo yet? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, be the first one to get a bingo. You have how many days are in December? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yep. You, you have nine days to get a bingo. So get on it, people. I think Matt Deck is close. Um, sponsorships once again if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast let us know uh, we got new equipment if you guys can't see they're wearing mics um, I forgot an adapter so I don't have my mic so that's something that I messed up on today um, but if you want an advertisement um, either physical or verbal then let us know um, you can contact Paul or myself as always, uh, like, share, and subscribe the podcast. It is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. This one I would recommend watching because we have Sarah here. Um, so if you want to see Sarah and the interact, and Paul's bright new shirt. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and earlier we talked about Sarah's face, you know, yeah. kind of getting a little rosy. You got to see that. Yeah. Was it just the, ref the shine? It might be shirt? the reflection of my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to see what we're talking about, go to YouTube, subscribe to that channel, and you can see all the podcasts there. Um, so that is all I have. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, favorite Christmas food? 
or dessert? Oh, all of them. I, I, my, I don't really have a favorite one. We were talking about before about how I just like to eat. Yeah. You know, Christmas, it's pies are my favorite. All right. Gosh, all that like Christmas candy stuff that I make. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's it for everyone. Uh, that's it from Let's Talk Success, everyone. So um, have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas yeah. from the Galvin. So. Yeah.